This is Brunch with the Hollowells, and here's a quote from Rob. Magic is what you make of it. It can be dangerous and deadly, or it can be mystical and beautiful. It's up to you. End the quote. Huh. I'm kicking myself in the butt because I feel like I know this one, but I'm not going to get it. Uh, I don't recall you ever mentioning that you've seen this show before. So this is a quote from a woman named Wendy Bouchamp. Do you know who that is? I do not. Okay, so this is one of the witches from the show Witches of East End. Oh, yeah, I haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah, I figured you hadn't. So this is played by uh, Matchen uh, Emick. So she is famous for Twin Peaks as well as Riverdale as Betty's mother. Oh, yeah, you told me once that she was in that show. Yes, so she had brunette hair and she was sort of the rebellious, feistiest witch of the bunch. And so whatever the her sister, who was sort of the mother of the two main characters um, uh, who were daughters, uh, the aunt who who Wendy is, she would come in and be like, I'm the cool aunt. I'm the one that takes risks. I love using magic, yada, yada, yada. While the um, the lead is the one who's a little bit more careful with it. So the best lines came from her. A lot of the comedy relief came from her. And you just knew she always had something witty to say. And we've seen her on Riverdale, so we know she can pull it off. And she is an amazing character. And my favorite witch out of the main four that are on there. And uh, I believe this show is now on Hulu. I know the whole series is on something, so you can watch it now. But yeah, she she's badass. Speaking of Riverdale, did you see there's new CW episodes out now? Yeah, they've put out a couple of Flash episodes, and um, they had a Riverdale musical, which is sort of like the Christmas special of Riverdale. <laughs> um, it was Hedwig. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. No, it was good. It was good. And then uh, I think Batwoman came out with one, and Legends have been coming out. Legends, oh my god, my heart broke. My heart broke. I haven't seen the latest one that came out, but the one before, there was a death, and it broke me. I haven't watched it yet, but I already know who you're talking about because of news. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I had no idea. But uh, yeah, yeah, I've been keeping up with the CW stuff. Uh, but yeah, so that is my quote. I know that somebody out there has been dying for one of us to do a quote from Witches of Easton. So there you have it. I quoted my favorite witch <laughs> from the show. And welcome to Brunch with Hollowells, everyone. I'm Rob the Charm Fanatic, and I'm here with Sean. I'm Sean. I've been meaning to watch it for years, and now I got suckered into this podcast. <laughs> so we are going to do episode, I believe we're on 15 of season four. But I do have some witch news for everyone. All right. So a fan, a charming on Instagram, he goes by Stanger406. So he uh, DMs me. And asked me, did I know about this virtual experience that's going on in the next couple of um, months? And uh, in the screenshot, it was the charm cast. And I'm like, no, I had no idea. So I clicked on it and it's the Wizard World Comic-Con or Comic-Con. I always call them Comic-Cons, but the Wizard World Con. 
Uh, basically, they've decided to do all of their cons virtually through Zoom. And he gave me information that shows that Charmed is doing their virtual experience on May 12th, which I believe is a Tuesday. Now, I was shocked when I saw this because, you know, cons fly over my head. I don't necessarily pay too much attention on when they arrive because I never get to go. So looking this up, they have a Q&A panel that starts at 12 p.m., um, I believe is Pacific Standard Time, and the cast includes uh, Holly Marie Combs, Brian Krause, Andrew Fuller, who are usually the go-to default to represent Charmed, but they have a newcomer this time. Joining them is Rose McGowan. Ooh. Yes, so the four of them will be on this virtual Q&A, which is a panel, and it's open to everyone, and it's completely free. All you have to do is log on to their specific Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube channel, and you can watch the entire Q&A for free. You can watch it on your phone, your computer, your laptop, whatever you have. But they also have an extra bonus. Obviously, people love to meet and greet their favorite stars, so what they decided to do was give you two minutes one-on-one with just you and your chosen star. For a price and you also for a price have the option to have them record a video message for you to have forever and i think i'm gonna do it sean <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna be your choice oh holly of course i mean that's day one um i think i'm gonna do it the price actually is not that bad i thought it was gonna be a lot more but two minutes I can say whatever I need to say in two minutes. Trust me, that's plenty of time. Just for me to say hello to her and for her to say hi to me is enough. So as you're um, listening... You have to tell her about brunch. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I don't know how many other people are telling her, like, oh, I have a podcast about you. But yes, I'm definitely going to bring up the show. And uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I think while you guys are listening to this, you'll have about another week to decide. But it the the opportunity to buy into one of these packages is limited. So I believe it might be the day before the actual panel. Um, I would pay attention to that, but I actually am very excited. Even if I don't get the two minute personal message, it'll still be really cool to be able to see the panel because I can't travel, you know? So anybody who is interested in this virtual experience, make sure to look it up on wizard world and they did, um, I think Buffy not too long ago, Sean, and Supernatural's coming up. Like, we could have easily sat in with the cast and and watched them, you know, talk and answer questions. That's all right. I got the full experience with Nicholas Brandon already. He bent me over and pretended like he was taking me from behind in a picture. So, <laughs> uh, if I could really afford it, I actually wouldn't mind talking to Drew Fuller to be honest, because I have questions for him, but. Yeah, I think this is going to be really cool. Mm-hmm. All right, Sean, what do you got? Well, Rob, I don't know if you've heard yet, and this isn't quite what you knew, but I'm going to count it because there's gods and there's prophets. So the Russo brothers are going to be doing a live-action Hercules movie, like Disney Hercules movie, and I'm excited. They got Hercules. I didn't know they were thinking about Hercules. I know. 
That's pretty awesome. Did they mention any type of casting? Not yet. It's just like they just accepted it. So the news just came out today. Do you happen to know if Russo's done a um, musical before? I don't know. I don't think so, but we can look. I'm sure they can pull it off. Um, I wonder if they'll keep it in the family and cast a bunch of people who they've already worked with, especially within the MCU. So that'll be really interesting to see. And the other thing I have, Rob, is I've decided on my birthday present. You thought I forgot, but nope, I decided. Okay, what have you decided? I would like a panel of page questions. Okay, so I can ask anything about page. Yep. All right, I will make that one of the categories. All right, you heard it here. One of the categories (laughs) will be about page, and I don't want to hear griping about it's too hard. (laughs) You have till the end of the season to study up on anything page within the fourth season. Okay. (laughs) All right, I'll take note of that. Happy birthday, bitch. (laughs) Thanks, bitch. Okay, so let's get to our episode. We are doing uh, Season 4, Episode 15, Merry Go Round. This originally aired March 14th, 2002. Written by Daniel Carone, directed by Chris Long. Guest stars include James Reed as Victor Bennett, uh, Coolio as Lazarus Demon, (laughs) (laughs) Tony uh, Amendola as the Dark Priest, and back again, Debbie Morgan as the Seer. This episode scored 4.5 million viewers. So the sisters plan for Cole's wedding to Phoebe. So already I have a problem with this writing. Cole's wedding to Phoebe. So this is Cole's wedding. Phoebe is just along for the ride. I've never heard of that being spoken that way. Is, Is that a thing? I don't know. It's very misogynistic, though. It is very misogynistic. I'm surprised that it was written this way. But anyways... Uh, Who is hoping for a demon-free day? Cole, meanwhile, has uh, been completely taken over by the source. However, the seer tells him that he could lose everything if he marries Phoebe in a holy white wedding. Why you gotta be white? Yep. (laughs) He'll never be crowned uh, if he goes along with this wedding. So, however, Cole is determined to have Phoebe as his bride. The seer then tells him she has foreseen them having a son. Sean, what'd you think about that? That's pretty interesting. Like, apparently Phoebe's going to give birth to the apocalypse. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Who will be the most powerful magical child of all time? The child will be born as a powerful good witch if Cole and Phoebe are married in a white wedding. If a dark priest performs the ceremony at night in a cemetery and Cole is somehow able to drink Phoebe's blood, however, the child will be pure demon. Who makes up all of these rules? Like, that's a lot. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Do you think it's like the powers that be are just like, we got to make this as hard as possible so it never happens, but like, let's take bets. I guess so. I mean, they picked almost every evil thing in the book. Cemetery and, you know, blood drinking and all this. Like, that's that's just a lot. That's a very big coincidental thing. So, um, Cole plans to sabotage the wedding and trick Phoebe into a dark wedding. As part of his plan, he wants to sow dissension between Phoebe and Paige. 
I don't know what Phoebe did to Cole. I mean, Paige did to Cole, but I don't know why she was the chosen sister to, like, pick a fight with, but here we are. Uh, so I like how Phoebe is looking up and screaming to the elders, you hear me? I want a demon-free day. First of all, it's not up to them. You should be talking downwards and <laughs> asking the source not to come and attack you. I love how the elders are responsible for demon attacks. I love how Phoebe is very earth conscious. Did you catch the um, sort of PSAs about like throwing rice at a wedding? I did. And it made me laugh because, yeah, she talked about the rice. She talked about balloons going into the sky and like um, hurting, I think, whales or something. Yeah. In the and ocean. the reason I thought it was funny is I feel like that's kind of how she is in real life because yes. she's very um, political and I've actually seen like a lot of fights between her and um, I can't think of names right now, but her and Paige in real life have been fighting. Yeah. Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And um, it sucks that Phoebe isn't going to be at the virtual experience too. Now that Rose is there, but one day we'll get all four of them in the same room. Uh, so I actually wanted to look, in on this um she's actually telling the truth uh the rice and with the rice and the balloons specifically with rice grains it absorbent as they are supposedly starts sucking up water in the bird's moist innards and cause them to violently violently burst so if stop throwing rice people <laughs> uh, but apparently i was curious as to why the u.s adapted the whole rice thing like where did this come from what does it represent why do people do it at weddings apparently tossing rice at the end of a ceremony is meant to symbolize rain which also is a sign for um fertility and um oh they said something else fertility and something else for for newlyweds and it's originated from the ancient romans the Romans, however, threw wheat, but soon afterwards, rice became a universal symbol for fertility in the U.S. Interesting. America. You just learned me something. America. America. <laughs> Killing birds. Okay. Go ahead, Sean. All right. The sisters, Leo, Cole, Victor, and Daryl are at the rehearsal dinner. Cole gives engraved golf balls to his groomsmen, Leo and Daryl. Leo comments he does not play golf, and Victor happily took the gift away for himself, although Leo still looks like he wants to keep it. Phoebe gives gift baskets to Piper and Paige. Paige does a tarot reading for Cole and Phoebe, and the cards are lovers, despair, and death. This concerns her, but she keeps it to herself when asked by Piper. The wedding dress is in the attic, and Cole flames to the attic to put his plan into motion. He changes the dress to be several sizes too big and changes the name on the tag to Millie Platt. Paige is about to do another tarot reading when Cole comes back to say goodbye. He's spending the night in a hotel. Meanwhile, the seer goes to a dark priest to unearth a Lazarus demon. The seer then lets the dark priest in on her plan to kill Phoebe after the baby is conceived and become Cole's queen in her place. Cole is mixing a potion when Phoebe calls. She wanted to hear his voice one more time before the wedding. She has noticed Paige has acted a bit concerned. Just as Leo, Victor, and Daryl show up for a bachelor party, Cole hangs up. <laughs> okay, you ended on the bachelor party, so let's talk about that. Father Bennett, Bennett bringing over porn. Like, what the deuce? <laughs> what the deuce? <laughs> I 
always noticed that, but for some reason never really thought about it. And he said, you know, I brought some from my personal collection. Is that a thing at bachelor parties just with men? Do they watch porn together? I don't, I've never heard of that before. So I, I guess I wouldn't be surprised, but that does seem kind of weird. I've only seen it play out in one other media. It was in this movie uh, about a wedding or whatnot, and the whole movie took place during the whole process. And during the bachelor party, one of them put on a porno tape for everyone to watch, and then uh, it was dubbed over and something else came on. I can't remember. So it was meant to be a joke, but at the same time, it was a plan to watch it because they couldn't get the stripper that they wanted. And I did not know that watching porn together was a thing. I, I I think it's fine. It's just I didn't know straight people like made that a thing when they get together with the guys. <laughs> right. Like when I watch porn, I want to watch it. So I get a little excited. So then I want to release that. And I don't know if I want to do that in a room full of friends. It, it was just funny to have him bring it over. I was like, I don't think anybody in that room is going to agree to watch it with you. So, it, yeah, it was just weird. <laughs> Um, okay, so back to the seer. She releases the Lazarus demon. I wanted to read the insert from the Book of Shadows. It's a rare high-level demons with telekinetic powers. When vanquished, they will continue to reconstitute until their remains are buried in a cemetery. Lazarus demons gain strength the longer they are out of the cemetery ground, and once buried, they will stay dormant until they are dug up out of the earth again. Played by Coolio. <laughs> what? Coolio. Take me through the process, Sean, when you saw him. Well, okay, I saw his name come up in guest starring, and I yeah. was watching with Anthony, and we were both kind of like, Coolio. And then, um, yeah, when we saw him, we were like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, his aesthetic definitely worked out as far as a demon. What did you think of his acting? I thought it was pretty good. He seemed yeah. pretty dangerous. Like, I don't if I didn't know anything about his rap career, like him being such a pothead, like mm-hmm. I would have taken him seriously as a scary guy. Very fair enough. Very good. Uh so then we get to Paige and her terror reading. So she immediately has this very bad feeling once she does the first reading. Cole sees it. She's now taken a step back. She keeps it to herself, but she's still thinking about it. Is that something to immediately have concern over when you're just playing with tarot cards? As witches, well, should it be something they take seriously? Here's the thing that I think is a little bit funny, and I'm not an expert on tarot, so like I could be wrong, but I'm going to throw it out there. Like A lot of times the death card isn't a bad card. It doesn't usually literally mean like there's going to be somebody who dies. It usually means like, one thing is coming to an end and a new thing is beginning. So I thought that was kind of funny. But a lot of media does that where they they act like the death card is like this horrible thing. But um, I think since they're witches, like it's something to be taken seriously. So Paige should already be on alert about this. Especially like I feel like tarot cards are a lot based on the feeling you get from the cards. So if she sees it representing something bad and gets that bad feeling, then she needs to pay attention to that. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, And also, correct me if I'm wrong, Sean, Cole still has no job, correct? Correct. No no place to live. Um, (laughs) He had engagement gifts for everyone. He's got a suit on. 
this man was like, I'm going to go to a hotel for the night. Where are you getting this money? Where are you living? I thought you were living at the house this whole time. You don't even have a security number. What is happening here? Did Charm just forget to let us know exactly what he's been doing this whole time? That's what it seems like. Yeah, because he's always like free just to be doing whatever he wants without any mention of money. But mm-hmm. wasn't he was a lawyer when he first came in, so maybe he's living off that money. I guess so. I guess so. I mean, I, I would have frozen his assets if he was wanted for murder. But I mean, it's yeah, I just found that funny how we just forget that he is human with nothing to do. <laughs> uh, go but ahead, Rob. Sean. Oh, yes. Are we going to talk about the priest? Oh, the priest. OK, yes. I was going to mention him at the end, but uh, yes. Go no no go ahead. I was all excited. I was like, maybe Rob didn't recognize him, and oh, I did. <laughs> no, I definitely recognized him, and I know that's what you were referring to in your text. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I text Rob all excited when I was watching this because he plays the freaking priest and everything in all the Conjuring movies. Annabelle. I even I looked up his IMDb, and he played the priest in something else recently. So like, he just looks like a priest apparently. Well, aside from his priesthood. Uh, he is also a um, puppeteer. He was Geppetto on Once Upon a Time. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Paige tells Piper about the tarot reading, because she does it a couple more times, who thinks the cards may be a warning of bad karma from Cole's days as Balthazar. Just then, Phoebe finds the dress and thinks that Paige got it wrong. Paige offers to uh, alter the dress, and the Lazarus demon teleports in and flings Piper across the room. Phoebe kicks him and Paige orbs a sword into his stomach. I freaking love that move. Go ahead, Paige. Seemingly <laughs> vanquishing him. But let's not forget Phoebe kicking ass in a bustier. I freaking love it. Like, she looks so hot. She did not let what she had on stop her from demon fighting. Cole arrives back at the manor to check on Phoebe and help identify the demon. Piper finds the Lazarus demon in the Book of Shadows, and Cole asks if he has resurrected if he has resurrected yet. And as if on cue, the Lazarus resurrects from the pile of dust and flings Piper and Leo across the room. Paige again, boss move, orbs a couch to break their fall. So their fall, Leo ended up on the ground, and Piper got on the couch. So it did not break their fall; it broke her fall. <laughs> <laughs> The Lazarus drops a chandelier. I don't even know why there was a chandelier hanging in the attic. I don't think I've ever seen a chandelier hang in the attic, but I'll have to pay attention to that. On Phoebe's head and teleports away. Leo heals Phoebe and Piper reads up more on the Lazarus demon and finds that he grows stronger the longer he's out of the cemetery. Cole says that the only way to stop him is to rebury him. And Phoebe realizes someone deliberately unearthed him to wreck the wedding. And Paige is convinced this is a manifestation of her earlier tarot reading. Piper and Paige offer to stay on Demon Watch in case he comes back again. So, Sean, um, I think that season four Piper is not somebody to go to when you have a hunch, an idea, a suggestion, a gut feeling. She just shuts down anything that comes her way if it didn't come from her it's like you're just reading into it you're overreacting you don't know what you're talking about like she's just been on this streak 
But you know what? Ever since the Collector Gamble and that haunted house that Paige got a gut feeling about, you guys should be writing on every word that comes out of her mouth. Anything she suspects, look into it. Because she obviously knows what she's talking about. Right. When all is said and done over their attack, Phoebe just just immediately after defeating the demon, you better fix this dress, bitch, and I'm not even playing, I'm leaving. She walks out of the room, and let's not forget Piper just got flung across the room, <laughs> and probably still unconscious <laughs> on the floor, <laughs> and she just walks out. I'm like, wow. But see, this is why I cannot stand weddings, because it just makes everyone turn so evil and and just so overreacting. And I just think they're the devil's work. It's just too much for me of the stress that people go through just to have their one happy day. But I want to ask you, Sean, about the seer. So she, on many occasions, has deliberately done her own thing and has unleashed evils onto the charmed ones without telling Cole about it and also sort of talking back to him as if she can say whatever she wants without consequence. Now at this point she released the demon. He didn't like it. He attacked Phoebe. Would you have kept her under, you know, employment or would you have been like, you've done a numerous amount of insubordinations and like, it's time for you to die. See, here's the thing, though, is I don't think Cole has a choice. I feel like he needs her just as much as she needs him. So even though she's back, I think she backtalks because she knows that. And she's going to do whatever she needs to to put everything in motion that she's seeing. And Cole doesn't know what the hell is going on when he's, you know, the source. So he needs her guidance. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you on that. Uh it seems that the new source, or I guess Cole in this particular situation, still doesn't necessarily know exactly what he's doing. He just knows that he's in power and has control over people. But executing plans, I will say this is like a half and half between the two of them. Uh, I love the idea of sabotaging the sisters, sort of trusting each other, and the wedding to, you know, have a dark one. But I don't think he thought two steps ahead and the Lazarus demon, I think, is a very good idea to lead them to the cemetery, seeing as it's the only way to defeat them. But they didn't, like, you know, they didn't work together on this. So why do you think that she continues to go behind his back? Why can't she trust him with these plans? Um, I think because she wants to get her own way out of it. Like, we already saw she wants to be, like, the source's bitch. So <laughs> she's going to do what she can to be like, oh, you need to be with Phoebe. You need to be with Phoebe. And then right when he turns around, fuck Phoebe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we were let in on the backstabbing plans of the the seer. So, yeah, that's a really good point. Here's my interpretation of what happened at the beginning of the episode between them. Um, when she's talking about the dark wedding, she's like, of course, you know that you have to marry at night and drink blood, right? You, you know that, right? He's like, of course, I know that. Everybody knows I know that, right? Good. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where is that from? <laughs> from Spaceballs, my own interpretation. <laughs> That's right. I was like, I know I heard those words. <laughs> everybody got that? <laughs> Let's Good. give everybody the plan. Now we can get on with the show. <laughs> God, I love that scene. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. Uh, everybody got that? Oh, God, so good. Okay, go ahead. 
Cole is very angry at the Lazarus for attacking Phoebe, but the Lazarus replies he was only obeying the seer. Cole calls this idea reckless and tells the Lazarus to obey only him. Cole blasts Lazarus into dust with a fireball, then turns his anger on the seer. He did not like the idea of unearthing a Lazarus in the first place. He knows how unreliable they are. The seer claims she needed the Lazarus to lure Phoebe to the cemetery and also wanted to make the sisters think they were being attacked. Cole, however, is insistent that Phoebe not be harmed. He hopes to use his love for her to turn her evil. Paige tries to calm Phoebe uh, by offering her a natural or aromatic face cream. Piper tells Phoebe that she wanted her own wedding to Leo to be perfect, but she barely remembers the ceremony despite all the hurdles they had to jump. To Piper's mind, it was still perfect because she married the guy she loved. Aww. I do like that Prue moment too, and I'm not surprised that they're still bringing up Prue at this point because, you know, it it's still kind of fresh, you think, right? Right. Later that night, Cole flames into Phoebe's room and chants a spell to curse the face cream. Paige hears a noise, and Cole quickly glamours into Piper. Now, did he know that Paige was on Demon Watch? What if Piper had walked through the door? How did he know to choose the right sister to morph into? Yeah, that's very true. He could have easily, you know, 50-50 chosen the wrong one. He got lucky on that one, I think. He did. (laughs) Paige wonders what's going on, but Piper says she noticed Paige was in the bathroom and cautions her that she can't afford to take bathroom breaks while on Demon Watch. Piper, quote-unquote, also tells Paige she can't afford to go to sleep and promptly casts a spell on Paige to put her into a deep sleep. Piper then slips into real Piper's room, casting the same sleep spell over her and flames out. The only thing that I noticed is why is Leo not in the bed with her? Where is he sleeping tonight? Why couldn't he have been there? Why couldn't he have been on Demon Watch? Why was it up to the sisters to do it? They should have gotten as much sleep as possible. White Lighter should have gone up there and guarded the place. That's very true. Yeah, he's their their guardian. Why is he not guarding? And I, they do live together at this point, too. I don't know what leo was doing this i know that bachelor party didn't last that long because cole was there so they couldn't have been hanging out and i'm like uh why aren't you in your bed (laughs) you better go home (laughs) (laughs) the next morning the sisters all wake up late phoebe washes off the cream and discovers that her face is covered in acne she blames Paige for this and states that she thinks deep down Paige doesn't like cole Paige casts the same spell that she cast on Carolyn to fix her injured face. The pimples disappear, but only a second later, Phoebe goes invisible. The wedding is about to start, so the sisters desperately try to make Phoebe visible again. They send everyone ahead to the church. Paige thinks that evil magic is somehow trying to sabotage the wedding. Stall that wedding! There we <laughs> right. go again. Right. The sisters try several, several spells to make Phoebe visible again with no luck. Cole comes in to check on Phoebe. He's about to call it off, but the sisters decide to shift the invisibility to Paige. It's actually a really good idea. The Charm Ones always finds a way. I think that's very clever. And uh, I find it troubling that it was so easy for 
Phoebe to just believe that Paige just hates Cole and he's sabot- she's sabotaging and all this stuff. And it, to create a feud between those two just came too easily for, for me. I, I don't know what that says about Phoebe or Paige, but like it shouldn't have been that easy to be like, oh, well, you've never liked Cole in the beginning. And I'm like, no, I've always been OK with that demon. I love that. She was like oh, that demon. <laughs> oh, love it. Um, Paige loves that glamour spell so much that will not be the last time you hear her say that spell really (laughs) that's all she says that was her first spell and she'll use it to the day she dies but i don't know if you noticed this sean if you go back and watch when phoebe becomes invisible uh for the first time you know just that initial scene she's standing in front of a mirror you can see her pajamas in the mirror and somewhat of some skin even though she's supposed to be invisible. But before they go to commercial, she gets very giddy and starts jumping around because, you know, she believes that the spell worked. While she's jumping, the figure in the mirror doesn't move. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was funny, but it was very obvious and clear this time around. You know what? Wait, I'm watching that part right now on the show, and I gotta call it, Rob, you wrong. Really? What happened? The figure you're seeing in the mirror is Piper. Really? Yeah. When you look at it, it's Piper's outfit. And the since the camera's on a diagonal, you can only see like part of Phoebe's shoulder in the mirror. So that's why Piper doesn't move. Oh, I'll have to watch that again. <laughs> um, I also wanted to point out when Phoebe was getting mad over the face cream and the wedding dress and all this stuff, when she's invisible, I think it's a very cool effect when things get knocked over or carried, you know, when you're supposed to be invisible, it shows a really nice effect when things are floating around. And so they have Phoebe knock over books off shelves and throwing things and things getting snatched. While they tried to do that to show how great they are at effects, I feel that it was out of character for her to have like this type of temper tantrum and throwing stuff across the room and knocking books off shelf. You know, like, I don't know. To me, it just felt out of character for Phoebe. Or do you think she is just something that we didn't know about her? But you're right, though. This is what weddings do to people. It brings out like, okay, a few years ago, my sister was the maid of honor for my cousin in a Vegas wedding. So we were Vegas weekend wedding. And my cousin is always like mild mannered and she turned into the biggest bitch. Her and my sister didn't talk for like a year after the wedding. Devil's work. Devil's work. Yep. I don't see the point in weddings. It's just uh, it's just too much. It's too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I, to me, it's believable that, yeah, even Phoebe's always a lovable one. Like this is what the wedding did to her. <laughs> uh, crazy. All right, so the seer shows up and Coles tells her to unleash the Lazarus uh, again. I love this. They do this dramatic thing about her arriving at the wedding. She she gets ushered to her seat and then she immediately gets up to go do his bidding. I'm like, why did she even take a seat? Just go get the Lazarus demon. <laughs> uh, so Phoebe, who is now visible, she walks down the aisle. What did you think how she looked in her dress? She looked very pretty in her dress. Do you remember her first wedding dress that she wore a couple episodes back when she was possessed? No. Oh, you don't? Yeah. Remember those two ghosts came out and um, took over Phoebe and Cole's body, and then they went to the church to try and get married? She also had a wedding dress on also. Okay. Wasn't it kind of like 
not the typical wedding dress? Um, not, I mean, it showed a, a little bit more skin, but it was still very formal. I mean, this okay. dress I think was better. I was just curious if you remember and see which one you liked better. Okay. Yeah. Cause I remember that episode. I remember that happening. I just don't remember what it looked like. Oh no, it's all good. So the Lazarus smokes in outside the sanctuary. Paige spots him and cracks him over the head with the candle holder. Oh, I love this. This is giving me so Mr. Body vibes. Yep. <laughs> and, <laughs> and dragged him to the toilet to create confusion. <laughs> <laughs> and shoves him um, back out of the door. Before she can close it, the Lazarus sends her flying across the room. Piper goes to check and finds the Lazarus still tussling with Paige. The Lazarus uses telekinesis to throw Paige across the room, and Leo goes to help, but the Lazarus still has the upper hand. While all of this is going on, the priest is trying to get the ceremony going, and finally, after another loud crash and Piper cursing up a storm back there, Phoebe and Cole rush out to check. So, do you think that Phoebe should have just stayed and got married? Fuck the noise, or do you think it just made sense for her to be there and help her sisters out any way she can? Mm, yeah, I think she needs to be there with her sisters because, with obviously something happening, like the power of three may be needed. So it was the right choice in my eyes. I actually was just, well, I mean, she obviously doesn't know what's going on. You know, having like so much good happen if they got married in that ceremony but i was just like damn just stay there don't worry about the noise who cares just be like beetlejuice and be like fuck it i don't care about all these distractions we're getting married come on i know (laughs) (laughs) so they find piper on the floor the lazarus telekinetically pushes leo into phoebe and grabs a chair he's about to throw it at her when cole yells distracting him long enough for piper to blast him into dust they can't find Paige, but, but Cole spots a pool of blood on the floor and realizes it's her. He tells everyone, and Leo rushes over to heal her. All right, Sean, why do you think he did this? Why do I think she did this? Yeah, what, no, why did he tell everyone about Paige bleeding over on the floor? She could have died if he had kept his mouth shut. Mm, that's actually a good point. I didn't even think about that. He could have. Um... I think there's still the good Cole inside him, and I think that that Cole loves um, Phoebe, and he knows that w- what that would do to her to lose another sister, especially one that he just found. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. So he tells every... Oh, well, I'm sorry. So the sight of Paige nearly dying is more than Phoebe can take, and she calls off the wedding, sends everybody out. Phoebe is determined to find out who tried to wreck the wedding. Piper has frozen the Lazarus' dust until they can rebury him. The sisters, Leo and Cole, go to the cemetery. Just as they're about to rebury the Lazarus, Paige suggests grilling him. I love this idea. I love this idea so much. Paige is so... I, God, she is brilliant. She was like, why don't we just ask him? I was like, yes, bitch. She, and Cole was pissed. Cole was mm-hmm. so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I love that scene. Cole doesn't like this idea, and Phoebe can't understand why. The sisters dump the Lazarus dust on the ground, and Piper unfreezes it. The Lazarus resurrects and claims by pointing at Cole as to who ordered to who ordered him to attack. Cole adamantly denies it, but then blasts the Lazarus into dust with a fireball, frightening Phoebe. Suddenly, Cole turns into the Seer. 
Piper wants to vanquish the seer on the spot, but Phoebe wants to grill her as well. The seer says she had to stop the wedding because Phoebe would have grown powerful enough to upset the balance between good and evil. She also says that Cole is unconscious in the mausoleum and flames there. So I was unable to watch this with you, Sean, but I wish I can gain your reaction when you saw the seer. What was your thought process when you watched him be exposed? I mean, the Lazarus demon literally told on him, which we didn't expect. And then he also admitted it. And Phoebe and Piper, for one, like their faces were just dropped. Like they were in such despair seeing him admit to that like what did you think about like all of that and then it's like ooh, the seer right like i thought this part was crazy i thought i i fell for it i thought the jig was up for cole i was like holy shit we're back to this again and then he turned into the seer and i was like holy shit he got the seer to like go there for him and then I realized, well, no, he's been shape-shifting, you know, this whole time. He's been mystiquing around. So then I realized it was Cole, and that was freaking brilliant to turn into the seer and basically blame it on her. I mean, he really was thinking on his toes. Like, I would not have thought to just turn into the seer like that, but he he got away with it. I thought that was brilliant. But here's the thing. Let's go back to when they were fighting with the Lazarus demon at the church. Cole yells at him, he stops, and Leo's like, oh, he just distracted him because he didn't expect Cole to yell at him. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, he's a fucking demon. <laughs> like, this is not the last time he saved somebody's life. Like, chick, think. I I don't know. I Maybe in the heat of the moment, I wouldn't have thought about it, but it's just like, how many times is this man gonna come through with the sound of his voice? Like, <laughs> they should have known he was evil. That's true. That's very true. So in the mausoleum, the seer changes back into Cole, and it turns out he shape-shifted into the seer to throw the sisters off his scent. Cole feigns unconsciousness. The sisters go to Cole with Leo finishes while Leo finishes burying the Lazarus demon. After Leo rejoins the others, the five find a chapel in the mausoleum and decide to have the wedding there. So here's my thing. You got Phoebe in the cemetery... How was he going to convince her to have a wedding there? Like, what was he going to say? But he didn't have to say anything because Leo's dumb ass is like, oh my God, look, it's a chapel. I'm like, you fucking idiot. If you had just kept your mouth shut, we would not be here today. And here's the other thing. Why would Leo even remotely think about marrying two people in a cemetery? Him being a white lighter in general, that's like the last place you would ever want to advertise marrying someone. Yeah, like, has he not heard of this dark prophecy? Is it something only evil knows about? Because, like, that's two out of the three right there, like, marrying at night in a cemetery. Yeah. And then it's easy to get the third ingredient right there. If I were Leo, I'd be like, oh, something's not right with this. <laughs> but, of course, a priest was there. What do you know? He just happened to be working late that day. Let's get married. <laughs> Jesus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so... <laughs> So they don't know it's being officiated by the dark priest. Phoebe pricks her finger on a rose she's been pinning on Cole's jacket, and Cole puts her bleeding finger into his mouth, ew, completely completing the dark wedding. Unknown to the sisters, the seer looks on with great satisfaction. It is done. 
It Mortal is Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, Sean. So that was Merry Go Round. What did you think of today's episode? Rob, I really like this episode. And I think, I, like, we're starting to get everything I wanted from the show, which I said in the beginning. We have, like, a big bad. We have storytelling that's going episode to episode. And I think what's really, like, doing it for me is Cole and the Seer. Like, to me, Cole is finally interesting being this dark and good and just the seer being this kind of, like, mystique character who we don't know what she wants and she's willing to fuck everybody over to get it. Like, that's really interesting to me. Very nice. Very nice. I'm glad you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, this was um, a very twisty one and a lot of plans, a lot of action going around. Coolio was not cheesy, thank the Lord. I think this episode really came through um, as a good one. But, however, I kind of am like, too bad the seer actually didn't come up with the plan to shapeshift Nicole and actually do all of this. Like, it would have been so cool to have her literally be pulling all of these strings. Uh, but still, nonetheless, it was a great plan. Yeah, that would have been kind of cool to see her, like, suddenly, like, take out Cole and leave him on the mausoleum floor and go, like, out him to the sisters. But then it turns out she did it all for the yeah. plan <laughs> yeah yeah uh so i am guessing it was worth the wait then it was worth the wait i'm really liking season four i think it's my favorite yay awesome that's cool <laughs> that's cool all right so just um a couple of notes for the episode the title is a reference to the children's carnival ride merry-go-round uh and sean apparently me spelling the word mary m-a-r-r-y <laughs> did not clue into him at all of what this episode would be but whatever <laughs> yeah i don't know like even when i was spelling it back to you i was still thinking of a literal merry-go-round i don't know why <laughs> I, I just wasn't in it at that moment i don't know <laughs> all good all right and then the wb back in the day used the promo title phoebe's wedding for this episode all right it is time for the hot men of the meter the meters of the hot men men <laughs> hot meter meter man hot stop man meter hot yes (laughs) let's get on with our (laughs) our gentleman of today all right so let's start with coolio the lazarus demon how was he looking did you like the wild hair the badassism (laughs) the telekinesis come on come on what do you think it is kind of crazy to see like how young looking he was. He actually looks a little bit different to me than regular Coolio, but I'm not a fan still. He's not on my list. Yeah, I don't think I've ever really attracted Coolio in that way. So yes, I'm going to pass on him too. Uh, how about our Dark Priest, who is typecasted in this role, played by <laughs> Tony Amendola? I'm sorry, Daddy Priest, but you ain't on my list. <laughs> well how about the white wedding papa preach david doty who plays our minister i'm sorry papa preach minister you ain't on my list either no yeah i'm gonna pass on the priesthood i can't with that shannon doherty and Prue are the only ones who dig priests i'm good unless it's that preacher from season one like i'm going to church for him yeah that's what i was talking about i was like Prue's the only mm-hmm. one who can go for a preacher all right well this episode didn't bring new men to the list but if any of these uh guys 
do it for you. Add them to your list. Make sure to keep up with your top 10. I'll be asking for your list to put together a charming list of the hottest guys of season four. All right, Sean, let us know who's your MVP this week. Well, it's obvious to me that this week, Phoebe does not get MVP because she was a bridezilla and she was awful. I'm giving it to Paige because poor Paige was doing everything for her sister and getting blamed for everything. She even died for her to have a good wedding. And like, I don't think Phoebe really truly understands the extent of what she went to for her sister. Didn't you love how she gave her that face cream and then left the room and Phoebe was like, this is safe to use, right? I'm like, how often do you guys talk behind her back like that? Like she's still not to be trusted. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I completely agree with you. This episode goes to Paige. I love her uh, demon fighting skills. The way that she's calling on her power is very good. She has a very heavy conviction in her voice when she is calling for objects. And I, I, I they're not as strong as Prue's telekinesis, but I still feel it's, it's, it's strong to hold her own, even though she has to call out what she wants. Um, but also just her quick thinking and the way that she was there for Phoebe. And even though her, everything was against her, uh, she she prevailed. And, and you know, I, I just thought she did a really good job. Now, Sean, you really enjoy how Paige kept her cool in this episode. Wait until next week. The episode is The Fifth Hollowell. The only thing I could think of, because I know that they ain't going to throw any more siblings in there, unless I'm crazy, <laughs> and they are. I would guess maybe we're going to see somebody's going to get a little bit preggers. Okay. All right. Well, um, yeah, like I said, Paige is definitely going to be tested in next week's episode. Uh, you thought this was fucked up. Yeah, next week is going to be crazy but yeah can't wait for you to watch next week's episode and uh so far so good we're still recording remotely so you will get another episode next sunday during brunch remember to look up the wizard world charmed virtual experience and we will have another episode for you next week sean say goodbye to the charmies goodbye to the charmies charmies <laughs>